It's the 2022 World Cup. It's the squad update for Belgium. Canada. I'm Kevin and today we were, we will be updating Belgium squad for the 2022 World Cup. Uh, the final squads have been out for a little while so here is the promised update media cast where we look at the selections, the non-selections, the surprises, the injury updates and the predictions that we made in our full team podcast where we went through all the candidates, uh, gave career and participation information and predicted each player's likelihood of making the squad. So today we'll check how accurate our predictions were and we'll update recent games and other things. So check the show notes for links to that full player uh, media cast as well as the group media cast where we took a close look at the teams uh, that... <clears throat> excuse me, their history and their chances in this tournament. Uh, If you want the short version, uh, jump to the end where we give a summary of uh, selections and injuries and we reassess our predictions of the starters. All right, let's get started. Today I am wearing a Canada shirt. It is similar to a Belgium shirt in terms of the color and and, uh, I usually go for a color match on the podcast, but truth be told, That's not really the reason I'm wearing this shirt. I'm wearing this shirt because Canada meets Belgium in this group and I'm Canadian. And this is a a kind of a menacing threat that I'm wearing throughout the podcast to put fear into the souls of Belgium. Um, Okay, well, no, really, it's just because I don't have a lot of shirts to choose from. Uh, Okay, let's move on to the uh, formations uh, for recent games. Well, we are focused on recent games. Um, Belgium played uh, um, two games in September. Those were Nations League games, and they also played a friendly against Egypt. And um, so the data for our previous, uh, the full player pod, uh, media cast, went from the end of the Euro Cup to... Uh, up till June 2022. So we had promised this update podcast uh, to cover those games and also to review our predictions and injuries and stuff like that. So, um, but we will kind of look at the uh, formations from the Euro Cup until uh, uh, now, which is uh, includes the November 16th, I think it was, friendly uh, against Egypt. And... Um, well, we'll just talk about those games first. So the, the September Nations League games uh, was actually game five, the first four games of the Nations League played in June. So game five was at home against Wales, and that was a 2-1 win. And game six was away against Netherlands. That was a 0-1 loss. So in the Nations League, they finished uh, second in their group. They finished behind the Netherlands. Uh, but ahead of Poland and Wales, so they remain in Nations League A uh, next time around. Uh, The friendly was against Egypt, uh, and that was played in Q8, so uh, I imagine they chose the location to kind of acclimatize themselves to uh, Qatar, and that was a a 1-2 loss to Egypt. So they lost to Netherlands and Egypt. Uh, Kind of a a bad note to go into the cup on. But um, uh, yeah, there we have it. Um, 
In terms of their formations, then it's pretty consistent. Uh, it's a four, uh, three, four, two, one, uh, almost all the time. Anyway, Matt Sells making the preliminary squad, but not the final squad, so we eliminate him from the list. And uh, Thibaut Courtois, Simon Mignolet, and Cohen Castiles all selected. So that is the goalkeeping team uh, for the squad. And uh, just a note on uh, Thibaut Courtois. So uh, we did mention his injury uh, for the June games. It's a, a kind of a groin problem. Uh, but he was playing for his club from mid-August. Uh, however, he was also injured in early October uh, with a sciatic problem. Uh, a sciatic problem is something to do with the nerves in the back. Uh, but he recovered from that one too in uh, mid-October. Uh, so Thibaut Courtois um, fit to play. Um, and uh, yes, yeah, so that's the goalkeeping. So he actually, because of those injuries and also because he was simply not selected, only started three of their 13 games to June 2022. Uh, however, he did start all three recent games uh the two september and the one november suggesting he is back uh, and that pretty much suggests he'll be the starter but we're not talking about that here we're going to do that at the end of the podcast we'll run through the players one more time and uh and predict which one we think is going to be the starter okay let's move on to defenders and for central defenders uh, now, keep in mind that there are probably three because they always play with three at the back. So we have definite candidate Leander Dendonker, likely candidates Toby Alderweireld, Diedrich Boyata and Jan Vertonghen, as well as Arthur Theate, and possible candidate Jason Denayer, uh, Sieb van der Hayden, Woot Faze and Sebastian Bornau. And uh, a player seems to be off the squad, uh, Thomas Vermeulen. So among all of those players, uh, well, we'll go from the top this time. Uh, Leander Dendonker is a, uh, it, uh, made it to the squad. Uh, so did Toby Alderweireld. However, Diedrich Boyata uh, only made it to the preliminary squad, but not the final squad. Uh, Jan Vertonghen and Arthur Thiet uh, did make the final squad. And among the possible candidates, um, Woot Faze made the squad, but uh, Jason Denier, uh, Sieb van der Hayden and Sebastian Bornau all made the preliminary squad, but not the final squad. And uh, Thomas Vermeulen is kind of off the squad now, so we didn't expect him to be there, and indeed he isn't. So that leaves us with five candidates, uh, Dendonker, Alderweireld, Vertonghen, Theate, and Faze. So let's talk about the position, and... Um, we're kind of going to divide it into uh, the three parts here. So uh, if you think about the uh, three-man uh, central defense, there's uh, a central uh, defender and a right and a left. So we'll begin with the central. And actually, that was uh, mostly Boyata and Denier, uh, Denier uh, playing that position. Um, but neither of those were chosen. Um, it was Alderweireld uh, sometimes towards the end uh, of June there. Uh, on the left side, it was mostly Vertonghen and Theate. Uh, 
Thier coming in towards the end, and Denayer a couple of times early on. And on the right side, it was mostly Alderweireld, um, but Denea showed up here too. Uh, so did right defender uh, Castagne uh, for a couple of games, and then Donker at the end. So uh, a bit more rotation there on the right side. I want to tell you something interesting about Denea because, um, you know, he showed up in all three positions there, so you would think that he... Uh, uh, was a strong candidate. Uh, in fact, we only had him as a, a possible candidate, and the reason was that the manager had said uh, he was unattached uh, um, going into the new season, and the manager said that he would not be selected if he remained without a club. So the club he joined was uh, Shibab Al-Ali in uh, the Middle East there, um, he did that shortly after the selection, but we had speculated that maybe that wasn't kind of the level of club uh, that would be satisfactory to the manager. And uh, given that he wasn't selected, I wonder if we were uh, right about that. Uh, anyway, he made the preliminary squad, but not the final squad. Uh, okay, let's look at the September games, and it was uh, Alderweireld in the middle for all three, and Vertonghen on the left for two, uh, and then Theate on the left in the November game. But uh, on the right side, it was a newcomer, DeBast, for all three games. So um, I didn't uh, mention the newcomer. I actually forgot, but uh, I will do that now. So there was a new player added, and that was uh, that is Zeno DeBast. Zeno DeBast. And... Um, he hadn't made it on our radar during the full length podcast because he had been or he was new to the squad uh, starting both of their September games there. Um, uh, so that gives him two caps since 2022. He's just uh, 19 years old and plays for Anderlecht in Belgium. So uh, that new player added Zeno de Bast and uh, starting on the uh, starting on the right side. In fact, um, it's it's three caps now because he started all three of those games. So that's kind of interesting. Uh, let's move on, though, to the left-back position. And actually, there are no candidates here uh, in the left-back position. And in fact, they don't use the position because um, with the three, three-man back line, uh, it's a winger, uh, a 3-4-2-1. So the... Um, the uh, right and left side of the pitch is a, a winger rather than a back. Uh, however, uh, the same is true for right backs, but we do have a uh, we do have candidates at the right back position, and we have definite candidate Timothy Castagna and possible candidate Thomas uh, Fouquet. So uh, Timothy Castagna did make the squad, and uh, Thomas Fouquet did not. Uh, but we're not sure whether that was due to injury or whether that was due to um, non-selection. So he was out with a hamstring injury for the September games. That was an injury he had picked up in early August. And uh, he did actually return for his last club game in November. So uh, uh, technically was healthy, uh, probably not fit, but at least healthy uh, to be selected. Uh, however, he wasn't selected. So, um, you know, fitness might have been an issue there, but he was only a possible candidate. And uh, with um, 
Uh, and so it might have been uh, that even if he was healthy, he wouldn't have been selected. We're not sure. He did make the uh, preliminary squad, though, uh, so he was at least considered. Okay, uh, Timothy Castagna. So uh, Timothy Castagna is a right back, but he played mostly as a right winger in the formation they use, and actually twice as a central defender uh, during the 2021-22 uh, the period. Uh, and um, yeah, he he did show up in the uh, he did show up in the recent games too. I think he played two games, uh, one side, one on the right side, and one on the left side. Um, all right, so uh, right back uh, Timothy Castagna going to the World Cup. Let's take a look at uh, midfielders, and we will start with defensive midfielders. We only have one candidate there, actually, and that is the uh, uh, Amadou Onana, and we had uh, categorized him as possible but unlikely. Uh, however, he did make the squad, and um, that took us by surprise. Uh, so uh, let's move on to central midfielders where we have many more candidates. Uh, definite candidates, Yuri Tielemans and Axel Witzel. Uh, possible candidate, Dennis Prate. And possible but unlikely, uh, Orel Mangala and Albert Sambi Lokonga. And um, okay, let's go to the top. And Yuri Tielemans did make the squad, as did Axel Witzel. So the, the candidates we had considered definite uh, were selected. The possible pa uh, candidate, Dennis Prate, was selected for the preliminary squad, but not the final squad. And um, the other two who we consider possible but unlikely also made it to the preliminary squad, but not the final squad. That's Orel Mangala and Albert Sambi Lokonga. Uh, okay, and uh, let's review the position. Um, if you think about the formation, the 4-2-3-1, then we're looking at two central midfielders or a pairing, or sorry, defensive or central midfielders, uh, a pairing. And that pairing is usually Tielemans and Witzel um, uh, up until the uh, 2022 June's Na June Nations League games, uh, but in the main podcast uh, we noted some of the uh, some of the details, some of the other players who appear there. We're not going to go through all of those details again, but just kind of uh, summarize the main uh, players who played the position. So uh, in the uh, recent games. Uh, uh, Tielemans and Witzel uh, paired for the first September Nations League game, but uh, Onana and then um, Onana replaced Tielemans uh, for the second September game, and attacking midfielder Vanneken uh, replaced him for the November game. Vanneken does come into this position from time to time. So, um, uh, however, Witzel uh, played all three games there. So we'll uh, talk a bit later whether that uh, uh, influences our decision uh, on the predictions, whether that changes the previous predictions we made uh, there. Okay, uh, over to left midfielders. And um, we have a candidates, a possible candidate Adnan Januzai, and uh, seems to be off the squad Nasser Chadley. 
And both of these players made it to the uh, preliminary squad, but didn't make it to the final squad. So Adnan Januzai and Nasser Chadli uh, will not be going to this cup. And uh, if you think about the formation again, the 3-4-2-1, there really are no uh, kind of left and right midfielders there. They would tend to be left and right uh, wingers. So perhaps part of the reason these players uh, were not chosen was that their position wasn't really in use. However, on the other side of the field, we do have a candidate uh, as a right midfielder, uh, and it's Thomas Mounier, and he was selected for the uh, final squad. But of course, that means he'll be playing out of position uh, when he plays, and indeed that's true. Uh, he generally plays as a uh, right winger, um, but he doesn't play um, that many games um, for them, so we had him just as a likely candidate uh, going into this. Okay, uh, over to left wingers, and then this uh, um, this tends to be the uh, no, no, there are left wingers in the three, four, one, two. So let's look at who the candidates are. We have a definite candidate, Leandro Trossard, and a likely candidate, Yannick Carrasco, and Thorgan Hazard, also likely, and a possible candidate, Andres Mertens. So let's see who made it. And uh, Leandro uh, Trossard is selected. Uh, Yannick Carrasco also selected. Um, Thorgan Hazard also. And, uh, oh, Dries Merton also. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry, I would have said all four if I was paying attention. But, uh, yes, all four of them uh, made the squad. So let's talk about the position uh, of left winger. Actually, none of these seem to have laid claim to the spot. Um, all of them have uh, kind of stepped into the spot from time to time, but none of them enough that we uh, that we kind of favour them as a starter. Uh, in the recent games, though, uh, it was Carrasco twice uh, playing the spot, and then uh, right defender Castagna, Timothy Castagna, who had once played there before, uh, coming in for the uh, for the other game. So as if they don't have enough candidates on this side, uh, they're drafting in um, uh, drafting in the right defender to come over and play uh, the position. Uh, okay, and also we should note that uh, Eden Hazard is also coded as a left uh, winger, but we have moved him um, upfield uh, uh, to, to uh, the left attacking midfielder role. Uh, okay, let's move on to the uh, right side of the field, the right wingers. And here we have likely candidate Alex uh, Salemakers and possible but unlikely candidate uh, Dodi Lukabakio and uh, a player who seems to be of the squad, uh, Jeremy Doku. And uh, we were actually a bit uh, baffled by that because he had played well, uh, or we thought he had played well in the Euro uh, cup, but uh, that was his last appearance for the team. Uh, 
however, surprisingly, uh, he was uh, called back into the team, Jeremy Doko, and he was the only one among these candidates to make it. So Sailor Makers and uh, Luca Bacchio made it to the preliminary squad, but it was actually Jeremy Doku uh, who made the final cut there. So a bit of a surprise uh, selection there. And uh, let's look at the position. So uh, in uh, on the right wing position, it's really a mix of mostly out of position players playing the uh, playing the right wing. Uh, most often, Mounier and Castagna. Uh, so um, Castagna kind of switches sides uh, also. Uh, these two shared the duties in the recent games also. So Munio uh, played the September Nations League games and Castagna played the November friendly. Um, but uh, Jeremy Doku's return to the squad uh, could make it interesting. I wonder if he'll uh, kind of challenge for the position. Um, uh, yeah, okay. Uh, he wasn't a starter in the... Uh, Euro Cup, by the way, he just started uh, a B-team game, game three, uh, Jeremy Doku. Okay, and uh, uh, during the full-length podcast, we also kind of created this category of versatile midfielders. Uh, and these are for kind of players who play in several positions uh, on the field, usually in the midfield, but uh, um, they kind of play all over the field. So both of them are definite candidates. It's Kevin De Bruyne and Hans Vanekin. And both of them were selected for the final squad. Um, yeah, and uh, I guess we don't need to, to talk about their positions too much, um, just uh, because their names will come up when we talk about uh, other positions. Okay, we move on to the uh, forward line, and we include attacking midfielders uh, among the forwards there. Um, so let's take a look at the candidates. Here we have likely candidate uh, Eden Hazard. We actually moved him to this position, but he's coded primarily as a left winger. Uh, we also have Charles de Ketelaer as a likely candidate. And uh, we have Yari Versheren as a possible but unlikely candidate. And um, among those players, Eden Hazard was uh, selected for the squad. But, uh, uh, oh, Charles de Ketelaer was also selected. Uh, he was a likely candidate. Uh, but Yari Versheren was not selected. He was selected for the preliminary squad, uh, but not the final squad. And I think that preliminary squad was huge. It was uh, 55 players, um, and pretty much the maximum they could make it. I think 60 was the maximum. Uh, okay, so attacking midfielders, let's talk about the position. And if you think uh, of the 3-4-2-1 um, uh, or the 3-2-2-2-1, um, we don't really have an attacking midfielder. We kind of have a left attacking midfielder and a right attacking midfielder, uh, which we will talk about soon. Uh, no, we'll talk about it now. So <laughs> on the left uh, side, the left attacking midfielder, the position is generally uh, Eden Hazard's. Uh, and we uh, dealt with some of the players who have also stepped into the position. Uh, we did that during the full player version, but we, we won't repeat all that here. But suffice to say that the, the, the main player beyond Eden Hazard is that roving midfielder, uh, Vanagon. 
for the recent games that uh, left uh, left attacking midfielder, it was actually uh, Aiden Hazard uh, starting all three of those games. So that's a, a bit of a return to action for Hazard because he had only played seven of their 13 games uh, since the 2021 Euro Cup. So uh, kind of um, uh, uh, only starting half the time, but now seems to be uh, returning to a permanent position. Uh, on the right side, uh, generally it was right winger Mertens or Kevin De Bruyne, uh, though that is uh, simplifying things quite a bit. There were players kind of coming in and out of the position. and uh, But in the recent games, that seemed to be nailed down because it was Kevin De Bruyne for all three games. All right, well, that brings us to the end of attacking midfielders, and we only have the forwards to go. And uh, let's look at the candidate. So definite candidate, uh, Michi Bashuai, Bashuai, and uh, likely candidate, Romelu Lukaku. And we have two possible candidates, Christian Benteke and Lois Openda. And then uh, two possible but unlikely candidates, Divock Origi and Dante Van Zaire. And uh, among those candidates, uh, Michi Bashuai was selected. Uh, uh, Romelu Lukaku was selected, uh, but there is a note on him. And then um, Lois Openda, the possible candidate, was selected, but not Christian Benteke. He made the preliminary squad, but not the final squad, uh, as did Divock Origi, uh, but didn't make the final cut. And Dante Vanzier uh, didn't even make the preliminary squad, so we'll remove him from the list here. Um, uh, okay, let's go back to that com uh, the the note on Romelu Lukaku. So uh, he was out with an ankle ankle injury uh, for the last three games in June there, but he recovered from that and he was playing for his club in August. But from the end of August, he was out with a hamstring injury. Uh, we had reported that in the previous podcast as a muscle problem, um, but it turned out to be a hamstring problem. Uh, but he did recover from that in late October. Uh, that was actually the return date. He was expected to come back in late October, and he did. And he played a couple of games. He actually uh, just subbed into two games for his club. And then he was out again uh, with a biceps femoral muscle injury. Um, that's actually the muscle at the back of the thigh, so it's similar to a hamstring injury. And uh, on the injury report that I have, it says uh, he's expected to return in late November. However, reading articles on it, uh, they do say he's out for the first game against Canada, but they have hopes that he will play uh, in um, the group stage. So uh, despite that injury, they brought him to the cup and are hoping he'll recover in time uh, to to. Um, you know, have an influence uh, in the cup. So uh, Romelu Lukaku uh, coming to the cup injured and won't be available for at least the first game. Uh, I suspect it'll be a little bit more than that based on other information I've read. Okay, that is the end of the player-by-player uh, -player review. So let's move on to the next section, which is uh, statistics. So we did some of these stats for the... Uh, uh, team in the in the full length podcast, but um, uh, that was for all the definite, likely, and possible players. So here we're doing it for just the uh, twenty six players. 
and uh, the average age of our squad here is 27.4 and that is uh, uh, fairly old actually as a uh, as a team on the whole but there are other teams of the same age 27 is the average so it's not extreme uh, but we do have um uh five players who are 33 or older and uh we have um balancing that out at the other end uh six players who are 22 or younger uh so let me just show you who's who they are um the the five players who are 20 uh, 33 or older are Bertongan, mertens minulay aldevereld and witzel uh, after that, we have six players who are uh, in their 30s besides, so that makes it 11 players in their 30s uh, on the whole. At the other end, we have uh, six players, so um, I'm just looking for starters amongst them, but none of them are really starters uh, there, so kind of working their way into the squad. Uh, okay, let's look at the average number of caps and... Uh, the uh, average for Belgium is 52.5. So, um, uh, sorry, that's 52.2. And uh, here we have uh, another chart with uh, Jan Bertongen at the top of that chart too, which makes sense because he's the oldest. Uh, Jan Bertongen with 142 and altogether there are four players, uh, sorry, six players with more than 100 caps uh, and then we have two uh, with almost 100 caps and then it drops down to uh, 60 caps. So a really well experienced team. At the bottom end we have six players who have less than uh, 10 caps. That would probably be uh, uh, the, the most of the players we have who are the youngest as well. So uh, that compares 52 caps with an average among the teams of 34 caps. So while Belgium is slightly older than other teams, they are far more experienced on the field uh, than any other team. Uh, hang on. Uh, Qatar, Qatar, who plays, uh, you know, a million games, um, as many games as they can, is the only team uh, more experienced. Um, the next closest one is uh, Mexico at 49. So uh, this is really high, uh, um, almost 20 points above the average. Uh, total goals for the, for the squad is 247, which is also really high. The average is 122. So this is more than double. Uh, double the goals any team has. However, uh, we divide that into the number of caps they have, and uh, it's not as uh, extreme as as it seems. Uh, but their total goals per cap is 18.2, uh, and the average is 13.6. So it is very high. It is, uh, in fact, the highest. So this would make them the uh, top scoring team. Oh, no, wait, I do see France is at 20.1% uh, uh, and Argentina's at 185 but they're up there with the highest scoring teams uh, in the world actually, uh, Belgium. So uh, that's their strength. Um, we'll talk about um, 
uh, maybe a weakness when we get to the discussion at the end, but let's move on to uh, some summaries. So the next section deals with uh, a few summaries um, and uh, the self-explanatory as we go through. So the first one is notable non-selections. So these would be definite or likely candidates uh, that were not selected. So the first is uh, Matt Sells. Uh, we had him as a likely candidate, but we did know that they, uh, and that was uh, kind of based on his participation. Uh, so he had been involved, um, but uh, we knew one of those goalkeepers would get cut and we actually uh, predicted that it would be Matt Sells. So not really a surprise there. Um, a bit more surprising is Dedrick but, um, Boyata. Um, the central defender. We also had him as a likely candidate, but he was not selected. And uh, we'll actually add uh, Jason Denier, uh, uh, Denier here. Uh, we told that story above uh, about him uh, being told to find a club. Um, uh, well, for whatever reason, perhaps he didn't satisfy the coach or the manager. Uh, he was not selected. And finally, uh, we, finally, we had, so actually because of that, we only had Denea as a possible candidate, but um, uh, he had played uh, quite a bit. So uh, it is a surprise in that sense. Uh, and finally, we have Alexis uh, Sailor Makers. We also had him as a likely candidate, uh, not so much because he started, but because he was called up uh, quite regularly. Uh, but he was not selected. Uh, he made it to the preliminary squad, as did all of these players, but not to the final squad. Now, the next summary is surprise inclusions. So these would be um, uh, possible but unlikely or seemingly off-the-squad players who uh, were selected. So the first one is Amadou Onana, uh, the defensive midfielder, and uh, also Jeremy Doku, and I feel good about this one because uh, uh, we kind of felt um, he had done well in the Euro Cup and were wondering why uh, he hadn't been selected after. Uh, I'm personally happy to see him back because uh, he made a good impression on me there. Uh, the next one is new players. We only have one, uh, but it's an interesting one. It's Zeno de Bass in central defence. So selected above uh, a, a, a number, a throng of players there, um, uh, selected above them. And not only that, but starting all three games uh, in September and November there. So I'm kind of excited uh, to see him. I'm guessing he's going to be a starter. And uh, finally, the uh, updates on injuries we've divided into uh, four sections. So uh, we have players who have recovered from injury. And that would be uh, Thibaut Courtois. Uh, so we talked about him in the previous podcast. Uh, we thought he'd come back, and uh, and he did. Uh, the next is injury doubt. So these are players with injury that are were nevertheless selected for the squad, and uh, that is Romelu Lukaku, the only can the only uh, player in this category, but it's a big one, and uh, yes, not expected to play the first game. Uh, possibly won't play in the group stage, but they they brought him in hopes that he will recover. Players who were dropped due to injury, well, Belgium has been quite lucky as far as that goes. Uh, they haven't had to um, uh, drop anyone uh, because of injury. Uh, and players who were injured but were not strong candidates, 
Uh, we put Thomas Falkett in this category. Uh, we weren't dead sure whether the ham, uh, uh, it, it looks like the hamstring injury kind of sealed the deal, but we uh, technically he's back in action. So um, technically he's a non-selection, but it might have been fitness or it might have been just that he was a possible candidate uh, uh, anyway. So uh, Thomas Foquette there. Okay, let's finish with um, a prediction of our starters then. So uh, we predict that Robert, Roberto Martinez is going to uh, be there on the on the sidelines. Uh, let's go to goalkeepers. The candidates are Thibaut Courtois, Simon Mignolet, and Cohen uh, Castiles. And um, I might add that uh, we're very happy as Canadians that uh, 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 Eustachio, our uh, defensive midfielder, uh, who plays with Porto, scored a goal against Simon Mignolet. That is a sign of things to come, we believe. Okay, I'll move on. That's a, another part of my ongoing threat uh, to, to scare Belgians um, in this podcast. Okay, uh, Thibaut Courtois, Simon Mignolet, and Cohen Castiles. And uh, we, uh, we said uh, in the last podcast that uh, we thought Courtois would be the starter, provided he was fit. Uh, he answered that by starting uh, all three recent games, which suggests that he is uh, he is fit and ready to go. So we think he's going to be the starter. Uh, central defenders, um, the candidates are Leander Den Donker, Toby Alderweireld, Jan Bertongen, Arthur Theate, Woot Faze, and uh, newcomer Zeno de Bast. And uh, we had Alderweireld and Vertonghen as starters, but we couldn't nail down uh, the third player, the right side uh, central defender. And it seems like the manager couldn't either and uh, brought in das, uh, de Bast because he played that position in those three uh, September and November games. Uh, so that's a fairly clear signal to us that the manager intends to use him. Um, so we're gonna we're gonna say um, uh, Alderweireld and Debast are starters. Um, Debast really making its way in quickly and suddenly. Uh, we're a little hesitant to name Vertonghen though because there is a little threat from uh, Theat. Uh, however, our official prediction. Uh, is going to go with Vertonghen, even though we think Theat might get a start. Uh, we're going to go with Alderweireld, Vertonghen, and Debast as the starters there. Amongst left-backs, we have no candidates, but uh, among right-backs, we had pegged uh, Castagna as a starter, although uh, there is no right-back position, so uh, we saw him starting as a winger. We thought he might also act as a backup uh uh, a backup defender, although they do have plenty of uh, plenty of um, uh, players there uh, in the defensive uh, end. Uh, anyway, Timothy Castagna, we think he's going to be a starter. Uh, defensive and central midfielders, uh, we initially had Tielemans and Witzels as the starters in our previous podcast. And even though Tielemans was replaced in two of the three recent games, uh, we still think he is the starter. So we nominate them both, uh, although Axel Witzel is more guaranteed than Tielemans uh, 
based on the evidence. Left midfielders, we have no candidates. Um, right midfielders, we think uh, Mounier is a sometime starter. So won't start every game, but will start some. Uh, on the left wing, we have uh, candidates Leandro Trossard, Yannick Carrasco, Thorgan Azard, and uh, Dries Mertens. And uh, we predicted in the previous podcast a rotation of these three, and uh, and actually four with uh, with uh, Castagna, right back Castagna in the mix. And really, there are arguments for all of them, uh, but none of them is compelling enough for us to nominate a starter. Although uh, Carrasco playing two of the three recent games maybe gives him the edge, uh, but we're going to stick with the rotation. Uh, here uh, we do put Yannick Carrasco kind of on top, and uh, we do kind of put uh, Thorgan Hazard uh, on the bottom of that rotation, uh, and we put uh, uh, Castagna as a uh, a starter uh, above. Uh, Dries Mertens, on the other hand, um, uh, was not even in the mix uh, for us there, and we think uh, if he gets onto the field, he he will might even play in a different position. Uh, okay, right wingers. Um, we only have Jeremy Doku, but he's too new to the, to the or he returned uh, too suddenly. So, you know, uh, there's an outside chance of him making a bid for the right winger position, but um, uh, probably not. Uh, yes, and uh, for right wingers, we were reluctant to name Mounier as a possible starter because he hadn't played enough. That was in the previous podcast. However, he did start both September friendlies and uh, this uh, persuades us to name him as a possible starter uh, as we did above. Okay, for uh, for uh, the versatile midfielders, um, um, we have uh, Kevin De Bruyne and Hans Vanneken. And in the previous podcast, we had nominated them both as starters, but we think we were too hasty in nominating Vanneken. Uh, De Bruyne started all three of the uh, recent games in September and November as a right uh, attacking midfielder, so we stick with him as a, as a starter. But we're going to pull back on uh, Vanneken here because he only started one of their three games, so uh, we're going to uh, demote him to a sometime starter. Uh, all right, and uh, the attacking midfielders are... Uh, next, the left and right attacking midfielders, since they don't use central attacking midfielders. And uh, uh, Hazard had only started about half of the games to June 2022, so we were uh, a bit doubtful to name him as a starter, uh, even though he's a big name. But he did start all three uh, recent games. So, um, you know, uh, in addition to him being a big name and the captain, uh, he now is getting the starts that we would expect. Uh, De Bruyne, um, yeah, uh, uh, De Bruyne will go as far as to say that we think he's going to be the starter as the right attacking midfielder. So uh, we think he's going to roam the field a bit less than he did uh, in the period uh, after the Euro Cup. Okay, and finally for forwards, well, uh, we were doubtful in the previous podcast whether Lukaku would really be fit enough to start because he he gets injured often and uh, 
we unfortunately proved right as far as that goes. So uh, Batuau fills in. We don't really see Batuai as a starter normally, but uh, we think uh, he will be here as the main replacement for Romelu Lukaku. So, um, uh, so we think Batshuayi, at least for the first few games, will be the starter, and uh, Lukaku will come in uh, if he's able. All right, well, we finished with some closing thoughts, and we're not going to review the whole discussion we had about Belgium in the team uh, podcast about their chances. Uh, we're just going to answer this question, does the selection change our opinion about their chances? Uh, well, I would say slightly. Um, I think Romelu Lukaku is a big loss and that he won't actually be uh, fit enough to play in the in the group stage. But I do think um, Belgium can largely overcome that problem, at least in the group stage. Uh, the thing that concerns me uh, about Belgium, I've been thinking about it as we're doing these uh, podcasts, is that... Uh, uh, they're quite weak on the on the wings. Uh, they don't have any um, kind of left backs or right backs. Uh, and it struck me that the teams they're playing against are actually all quite strong on the wings. Uh, and so I, I worry a little bit about their uh, defense. We had pretty much guaranteed them to pass the group stage, but I'm kind of wondering if this problem may cost them a few points uh, at the group stage or beyond the group stage. Uh, so, uh, yeah, more of a concern than really a change of opinion. It's quite possible that Belgium would go quite can go quite far and that that really hasn't been a problem for them uh, uh, because they tend to win, you know, most of their games. So uh, really not uh, not a change of opinion, but just something kind of we're looking out for. Okay, well, that brings us to the end of this podcast, and I hope I haven't bothered Belgium too much with my Canada comments. Uh, keep an eye out for us at Soccer Files Canada. That Soccer Files with the PH in the middle and an S at the end, and our website on the uh, graphic that I always forget to show here. Uh, at the bottom, soccerfiles.captivate.fm. And please check our show notes for links uh, to our website and to kind of navigate our material um, and we hope to see you in the next one bye bye <laughs>